Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Talk Kashrus, presented by the Kashrus Awareness Project in conjunction with Torah Anytime. Today I am joined by Rabbi Akiva Niehaus, Director of Kashrus Operations at the CRC, the Chicago Rabbinical Council, and Rabbinic Coordinator of Liquor at the CRC. Thanks again for being here. Thank you. You have a vast knowledge in the world of alcohol and, li uh, and liquor. I do not. Uh, but I know that there is a unique product, and you'll tell me if I'm pronouncing it properly. It's spelled S-A-K-E. I think it's pronounced Saki. Well, that's how most people pronounce it. The, the real pronunciation is Sake. Sake. But we can get away is with that a, Is that a French word? No, it's Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. Okay. So Sake is, a, is an alcoholic drink. Talk about the kashras of sake and what people sh should know about it. Yeah, so uh, a few years ago, we started getting more and more questions about sake. And kosher consumers wanted to drink it. And we asked around other agencies, and there was a lot of confusion. What is sake and what are the potential kashras issues? And being the fact that it's produced in Japan, just add to that confusion, that mystery, mystique, and it was mm -hmm. very challenging. So I had the great fortune that the CRC, in order to help kosher consumers, uh, paid for me to take an extensive three-day course on sake, a professional course, to learn what it is. You went down to Japan? Well, well first, I, the course was given in, in Chicago, okay. and I took a test, so I am a certified sake professional. Wow, uh, okay. If maybe I could give autographs I think afterwards. I have to reintroduce you now. I think so. <laughs> and, it was fascinating, and we learned so much about it. And at the time, I wasn't even able to take part of the, the course was was tasting it and trying. To, I, I couldn't even do that because we didn't know if it was kosher or not. Mm -hmm. So I really have to take it again. And <laughs> um, it, it came to light there were potential serious. So what is sake? So sake is Japanese rice wine, and they, Japan is very proud of their rice. It's one of their staple ingredients, and they take rice and they convert it with something called koji, which is called a certain type of mold, and they add yeast and more rice in a 30-day process in order to ferment the rice and turn it into a rice wine. Mm -hmm. And it's a very unique product, and it's, it's becoming, for some odd reason... It's interesting that it's called a wine as opposed to a whiskey or right. something like that. But it's not distilled, so it's not uh -huh. a whiskey. Um, and uh, as parenthetically, um, people have this misnomer that wine refers to only grape Grapes, products. Right. Well, it certainly is, by, by, by large, the most popular use of the word. Right. But you can have pomegranate wine, you can have orange wine. Basically, mm -hmm. as you take a fruit juice and you ferment it, and it raises the alcohol, right. and now you have this wine. It. So it's a Japanese rice wine. And it's a very intense process. And if you go to Japan, they're extremely proud, and it's part of their culture. Mm -hmm. And have you uh, now? Now I can ask you: Have you ever tasted sake? I have tasted it. Okay. But what is? I want to give it away. What does it taste like? That's it, what I want to know. It's, it's almost impossible to describe. It's, it's such a unique flavor, and there's different varieties. There's dry, and there's sweet. It's similar to wine in that sense, uh -huh. and it, it's 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 very unique. So we took this course, three day course, and we we and there's a huge conscious issue, and I'll explain to you. No one, most people don't even think about it. And that is Bishalakam. Why is that? Because the rice is not Nechachai. That's right. It, and, may, it may be Eilah Shochem Alachim. Rice is certainly Eilah yeah, Shochem Alachim. Right. And it's, it's not Nechachai. Right. And therefore, when you cook it, now it's going to be a problem. Now, parenthetically, 
This is potentially a huge issue with sushi because if you go to a restaurant and they're making rice for the sushi and they have a rice cooker which always stays on, if, if it's not turned on by the mashkiach every time, it's a problem. It's Beshalakam. Right. It's Beshalakam. That's, 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 a, that's a big, one of the f- main focuses of Ashkach on, these, on a sushi place is mm-hmm. to make sure that the mashkiach is top of the rice. Anyways, so making this rice for, for the sake, and so it's Beshalakam. So how can you drink it? And that was, we walked away, this potentially is a big problem. And there's a second issue, but I'll get to that in a minute. Anyways, I took this course and learned a lot about it. However, we still didn't feel comfortable that we had a grasp on it. So the CRC paid for me to go to Japan and visit firsthand the sake plants. And when you visit another country with a different language, you're not going to fully understand it. Mm -hmm. So I arranged to go around with a very seasoned mashkiach there. I was going to ask if you went with an interpreter. Yeah, so this mashkiach I met... Um, has been, been in Japan for many years, and he knows Japanese. So we visited a number of sake plants, mm-hmm. and I was literally blown away. You, you know, you can't, can't compare learning about something to actually... To seeing it. To seeing it. And what we discovered about the bishlakum was huge, and that is, number one, the rice is steamed, not cooked. Because if they cook it, it becomes too mushy, mm-hmm. and, and therefore they, it's not going to go for sake. So they steam it. Now, there's, there are places that say that steamed food doesn't have bishalakam. Right. We generally don't follow that unless there's some other tzirif to add to it. <clears throat> and what we discovered was that there are three different methods of how to steam it. And the largest places use something called uh, um, a conveyor belt steamer. I was blown away. 50 feet long, you have a, ste- a rice steamer. And the, just like rice is laid out flat? Exactly. They pour the rice in one side, move slowly along, and it's slowly steamed. It comes out steamed rice to perfect texture. Uh-huh. Now, Ramesh has a chua that says that if it's produced in a commercial entity in a way that it's not possible to be done in a home, there's no bishalakam. Right. So, therefore, if it's, if it's indeed made with this method, then there will be no problem with bishalakam. The problem is that there's other ways of doing it. There's, there's the vat method, which is just a big pot. And there's a sieve at the bottom in order to drink. That is so not, a, not every sake factory makes it the same way. Correct. So we investigated another way, and that is maybe the, they only maybe they only steam the rice somewhat that it's not fully edible, and therefore there would no be, not be a problem bishalakum because it's not fully made. Mm-hmm. So I sampled the rice, and I actually took took rice fresh off there, and I tasted it, and it was dry and chewy. So I uh, took from the plane with me a little salted pepper packet and added it to the rice. It was a little was, better. Okay. But, but we came across this safer called the Dvar of Rum, who says that if it could be cooked more and then it would be fully edible, then it's a problem with Bishalakam. So we got this rice and we got it back to Chicago. I'm not going to say how we got it there. I was going to ask yeah. you. If you, yeah. <laughs> you took some in the suitcase. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and, and we brought it to our Avbezdin, and we cooked it a little more. We had a little pot, and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that particular angle is not, not really going to work. But this idea of using a commercial steamer would work. So therefore, therefore, if it's made in that type of steamer, there would not be a problem with Bishalaka. There's other angles in this, too. Um, you know, like maybe it goes in one direct process. You know, this could be a similar issue for, uh, for rice milk. 
you know, there are plenty of companies that make that. And why isn't that a problem, Bishalakum? Mm-hmm. We could go more on this topic, book it longer. But it was just fascinating. When you go down in person and you see it firsthand, and we literally went to help consumers to find kosher options. Well, now, when you look at a sake bottle, there's no way to know no how to the know. rice was manufactured, no right? No way to know. So um, our thinking is that in order for them to be large enough to be exporting it to America, they got to be produ- ramp up production enough that they can handle it. Therefore, there's definitely a decent chance, uh, a very good chance, in fact, that they're using these commercialized steamers. If, if someone does want to try sake, what's their what's the eight? So what's the best? Uh, so, best so mahalak to follow. Yeah. So there's two other points I want to bring up. Um, one is that um, there's a fascinating topic of avoid zara in Japan. But, you know, really you should talk about that at a different time. Okay. But the other topic I want to talk about is that they're allowed to add other alcohol to supplement the rice wine alcohol. And that could be a problem. because you You're just, saying what, there, they might be adding other wines? Other alcohol from other sources. From yeah, anywhere. Anywhere. They can import it. They can add it. Um, so, therefore, we do recommend that if you're going to try sake without ashkacha, to at least look for something which is called junmai. Junmai is a Japanese word for purity. And therefore, that means... Pure sake with no additives. Correct. So therefore, uh, again, if you find sake with ashgacha, there are a few. That's, that's definitely the best way to go. If you're going to try without it, at least look for junmai sake. Um, that it could be... That, that's sort of a sign that it's pure and nothing mm-hmm. else added. Okay, I must say I'm, I'm tempted <laughs> just, to, just to kind of uh, yeah. see, see exactly what you, you tasted in this uh, unique item. But... Well, if you go to a, a high-class sushi restaurant then it's very possible they may have something to go up to accompany it. Oh, really? Is that yeah. it? It's like it, it, they serve it to accompany foods? Correct. That's oh, a, yeah, it's peered. Similar exactly. to, it's peered, right? Yeah, Just it's like, like it's wine, wine. meat, exactly. and, and things yeah. like that? Yeah. Very interesting. Fascinating topic. <laughs> Thank you, Rabbi Nias, for giving us that primer. I appreciate it. Thank you.